Welcome to Wealth of Knowledge. I'm your host, Antonio Barbera, and today we're going to tackle a sore subject for a lot of people, how to get out of debt. As we finish up the holidays and make some over-the-top New Year's resolutions, I know I'm good for two or three of those uh, every year, a lot of people are going to eventually take a quick look, a quick peek maybe, at their credit card debt and wonder how they're going to pay it all back on time. So we have some experts on the show today to help. I'm joined by U.S. News Senior Personal Finance Editor Susanna Snyder and U.S. News Credit Card Expert Beverly Harzog. Guys, thank you for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Antonio. So after all the holiday meals, after all the gift giving, all the family time, now it's time to figure out how to pay for everything. January can be a scary time for many consumers, but there are a lot of strategies in place to help them keep their finances on track. But before we get into the methods, uh, Beverly, I want to take some time to go over your past debt situation, which you touched on briefly when you were last on the show to talk about credit cards. How much debt are we talking here? How much debt did you get into, and sort of how did this happen, and, and how did you fix it? Yeah, yeah, Antonio, when I got out of college, I got seven credit cards. Credit was so easy to get back then. Seven credit cards, maxed them all out. Um, so what I had to do, basically, was just rebuild my credit. I had to pay it off. I was in debt all about 21000 which doesn't sound like it's a huge amount these days, but back then it was. Sure. <laughs> you know, and I was a single working woman and uh, totally responsible for paying off this debt, and uh, so I wrote a book about uh, a couple of, about five years ago called Confessions of a Credit Junkie. All right. And what happened after I, that was the story of what all I went through when I was in credit card debt and how I got out of it. And I kept getting emails from readers asking me, they would say, okay, well, I really liked your book and I understand how credit cards work now, but I'm in debt. What, what do I do now? <laughs> and so I talked to my agent. I said, you know, I'm getting a lot of questions like this. And I think that, um, a, you know, a book that just focuses on credit card debt might be a good thing. So that's why I wrote the debt escape plan. So, I mean, you know, once you got to, yeah, I don't want to judge now years later, but once you went through credit card two, three, four, and five, I mean, obviously either it was a lack of education on that, on what was happening or it was something else. I mean, how do we get to seven to seven cards? Because I think this is very common for a lot of people. I oh, mean, it just keeps yeah. going and going and going, and they stop and, you know, they look back and they say, how did I get here? So how right, was it for right. you? It's a great question, Antonio. And what happened was I just was not financially literate, to tell you the truth. I was actually a CPA, and all this happened to me back in my 20s. And uh, I just, I knew a lot about, you know, stocks and uh, calculating things, but nothing about personal finance. So, uh, and also, I was also buying, you know, a lot of designer clothes, a lot of, uh, you know, I was going on exotic vacations. I was buying a lot of things to make me feel better about myself. You know, so at, at the, uh, at the root of my problem, I would say I did understand you know, the compound interest component of, of what I was doing. And uh, there was an emotional element. And I think money and emotions run very close together. And I think that's how some people end up at debt. You know, you buy something, new pair of shoes, you feel great for a day. And then the next day, you need to buy something else to feel right. good. So, you know, it's I always recommend if someone's in debt, you know, as you start working on paying off your debt, you want to get to the root of the problem why did this happen? How did this happen? 
you know, and, you know, it, it takes a lot of uh, introspection to, to figure this out, but it's, it's so important. Was there a certain moment or a certain event that happened when you were finally able to stop and realize that you had to get this, you know, get this fixed? Yeah, when I think about my rock bottom moment, <laughs> I was in a department store uh, called Riches. It's Macy's now. They bought them out. And it was my very first credit card I'd ever gotten. Uh, so I had my Riches card. I was buying Ralph Lauren jeans. And they turned it, that card down. They said, sorry, your card has been declined. And I couldn't believe it. It was the last card I had to use. I went home. Um, I had been avoiding the mail. I had been, been avoiding uh, phone calls. Uh, I had what I call head and sand syndrome, where you just have, are in total denial of what's happened. And that moment, though, for some reason, I went home and I just had a moment of clarity. And I thought, I cannot believe this has happened to me, and I'm going to figure out how to fix it. And that's what I did. I started studying personal finance and got myself a budget, got out of debt in about two years, um, ate a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> which, are, which are delicious. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with the peanut butter right. and jelly. Yeah, and back then too, the you know you could go to a, a a bar, get two for one drinks, you know, happy hours and free buffets. So I got a lot of free meals and free drinks that way. So, <laughs> and so another question I have is, as you were now writing the book and pl- planning the book, or maybe after even once the book was finished, what did you learn from the writing, necessary maybe the researching and the writing that you hadn't learned when paying back the debt itself? Was there anything sort of in your research stage where you realized, oh man, I should have been should have been doing that? Or were these two things happening sort of simultaneously? Yeah, that's a great question, Antonio. And yeah, that did happen to me. Okay, I remember when I was going through this, I was just kind of, you know, stumbling my way through it. Uh, but when I look back, I did a lot of things that uh, that would help me stay motivated. Like I still gave myself little, you know, little wins along the way, even if it was just a cup of Haagen-Dazs ice cream. <laughs> you know, um, I didn't, I did not uh, just like say, okay, I can't do anything. I can't have any fun. I don't think that that ever works for anybody. It's like saying you're never going to have chocolate again. And two weeks later, you're, you know, gorging on chocolate. So uh, I gave myself little wins along the way. I remember having a bulletin board where I put up things. This was before Pinterest, <laughs> where I put up things uh, pictures of places I could go when I got out of debt, a condo I wanted to buy, um, all kinds of things like that. And uh, that gave me a lot of motivation. So when I wrote my book, I started thinking about that. And I have a couple of quizzes in my book. One uh, determines your money personality, and the other one determines your learning style. Because I think that, for instance, if you're a visual learner, uh, you want to uh, use uh, applications that are very visual. For instance, I'm visual. I use Mint. I like pie charts. I like grass. Uh, I like to see things. You know, I like to see how much I've spent at a restaurant versus groceries and so forth. And it's very important to kind of customize, you know, your debt escape plan. And that's what my book was about. You know, basically just, you know, picking a way that works for you. I'm not uh, a fan of one-size-fits-all approaches. Uh, sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. So I just encourage people to, you know, think about your own personality and what motivates you and what really gets you excited. Susanna, have you, have you encountered any of this? Not necessarily in your personal life, but with sources that you've interviewed or, or stories you've written on, maybe on families or on couples or on individuals who got into tremendous amount of debt and sort of what motivators work for them, visual versus something else or... 
Yeah. So I think what Beverly was talking about, which was so powerful, is the idea that um, it's so emotional when you get into debt. And I think that really relates back to this holiday debt um, focus that we have, which is for the holidays, especially. It's such an emotional time of year. So people want to give their kids the best Christmas that they can possibly have. They want to travel to see all their family. And you really um, get into debt because you're sort of emotionally involved with what that debt can buy you. So in some ways, taking out some of that emotion, being a little pragmatic is helpful in working your way out of that. But I know for a lot of people, it involves breaking you know, really deep set habits when it comes to what spending makes them feel and what it means. So people I've talked to have talked a lot about re-educating themselves or, or figuring out ways to take some of the emotion out of what spending is to them. And I think, I think that's especially true during the holiday season where people are just like, oh, I have to buy my kid this Xbox or they'll hate me forever. And then all of a sudden you're staring down a credit card bill a month later that you didn't expect to have. That's so true. And I I think sometimes also that how things change from year to year, I think is really important. Maybe one, you know, last year, either you were able to, you know, buy and pay for a lot more than you are this year and you pay the same amount that you did the year before, as you did the year before. Or maybe last year you weren't able to pay as much as you can now and you have a little more to, to work with and instead you go way overboard and now you've doubled the, the number that you paid and now you find yourself in, in another hole even though you set it out in a better situation. That's such a great point, Antonio, because, uh, you know, when you think about money and emotions, and I love what Susanna was saying about that, it is very powerful. And, you know, you can get yourself into all kinds of problems. And it's very important that you look at each year as a new year, okay? Your buddy situation is not the same, okay? It's not going, it, for some people it may be, but for most of us, you know, either you're getting a raise or maybe you got laid off. I mean, it fluctuates. So it's important to look at what's happening in your life. You know, if you've got one kid in college, then you're going to spend less on Christmas. I know this because I've paid for two kids to get through college now. Uh, So you have to look at your life and where you are right now and and just adjust every season. It doesn't have to be the same. You don't have to top last year or even spend the same amount. Make it more about experiences. So now we talk about paying back debt, and I think one of the more common words that I hear about paying back debt is overwhelming. It's too much to think about. It's too much to plan out, too much to organize. So we're going to start going through these debt repayment strategies. And I think the first few, the first few that we go over are really designed to sort of remove that overwhelming feeling or, or try to lessen it. So the first one, let's go over. We have two, two or three that are sort of may, people may be more or less familiar with them, but they're the most popular. So let's go over these first. So there's the snowball method. So Beverly, can you explain that to us, please? Sure. This is very popular. Uh, this one is designed to give you a big you know, rush of adrenaline. <laughs> so what you do is you take your credit card balances that you have on your credit cards, make a list, and start with the smallest balance. That's going to be your target credit card. Uh, and the reason is because, you, you know, if you pay that off quickly, a lot of people get a big rush from that, okay? And it propels them to keep going. So you start with the smallest and go to the highest balance snowball method. And so one note that I read about this is that it recommended sort of if you can to make the minimum payment on all the accounts if you can and then take the extra money and put it toward the smallest balance. But then I'm afraid and people's immediate reaction is I don't even have enough money to do all that. So in, in your 
example, you say just go directly to the smallest balance. If you do what you can for the minimum balances, but focus yeah, on that small do, one. Do what you can. Uh, you know, when you start this project of paying down your debt, and think of it as a project, okay? Because this is something that you have to do because credit card debt is toxic. You want to go over your budget line by line and see where you can find extra money. You might be surprised, okay? You know, if you could just cut back a little on entertainment or, you know, maybe, uh, you know, instead of eating steak, you're eating ground beef or maybe turn vegetarian (laughs) and save a lot more money. Start grabbing peanut butter Uh, and jelly sandwiches. (laughs) I hate that worked for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, uh, with your budget, just, you know, go through it. Be ruthless, you know, see what you can do. Um, and you know, there are always ways too to increase your income. One thing I did at the time to find more money that I could throw at, you know, at my, to increase my minimum payments was I asked my employer for a raise and I got it. I hadn't had one in a while and I got it. You just never know. Uh, so you can try to get more money where you are, or you can get some sort of thing on the side. There's all kind of side hustle opportunities out there, but you know, if you want to get out of debt, you'll find a way. You'll find that money. And even if it's just, you know, 50 bucks over the minimum payment, that is better than just pay the minimum payment. So just do what you can. Right. The next most common, the avalanche method. There's a slight difference here. Can you talk about that? Yes. Uh, this is a, a, a method that I like, the avalanche. I like it because I get motivated by saving money. <laughs> with this one, you start with the uh, highest APR. You're going to list your cards, okay, Ignore the balance for now. Look at the highest APR and list it down to the smallest. Start with that highest APR. And that's because you save more money because that card is costing you the most interest. If a consumer lists, you know, they look at all their cards and they look at the APRs and the highest one is is essentially unattainable right now. It's impossible to even to touch that one. Do you recommend going to the next highest or do you recommend maybe shifting uh, therefore, to the snowball method or to something else? Or is the second, just go to the second one and then work your way down? Or is that going to mm-hmm. throw things off? Yeah, you know, in, in my book, I, I created something I call the uh, debt blizzard. Okay, I decided to stay in snow family. That's right. So, <laughs> Easy to remember. What you way. do, and this has worked for me, okay, because I did need a little motivation at the beginning. Start with the smallest balance, okay? Just, you know, pick the, the one with the smallest balance and target that one. And then you get a quick win. All right. And that gives you a lot of adrenaline. You keep going uh, after you pay off the smallest balance. Then you, you go to the avalanche, start with the highest APR and go down. And at this point, you know, you've got one card knocked off. You're feeling pretty good. And even if this is a big balance, you know, it's yours and it's your responsibility to take care of it. And you just have to, I call staring down your debt, just accept it and get creative and, and you can do it. And so I guess then with this the debt blizzard method, there's an adrenaline rush to it. And then there's also just this sort of idea of developing a habit of mm-hmm. putting the money where it's supposed to go, which is obviously going to be one of the first steps. Yeah, that's a great point. And yeah, and so, it, you know, with this method, you do get that quick rush and then you start saving money, you know, because that high APR card, it's going to kill you with interest. So now we're going to switch over a little bit. This is maybe not as popular as these snow themed uh repayment methods but this is something that that may work better for certain people this is the balance transfer can you talk about that a little bit yeah this is a great opportunity to pay off your debt while you're not paying any interest now january and february are usually really good time for balance transfer offers because credit card issuers know that consumers are probably going to overdo it a little during the holidays 
And if you still have, I would say, good to excellent credit, um, this is an option for you. Uh, the best tra balance transfer offers right now, I'm seeing 0% uh, intro offers for anywhere from 12 to about 21 months. Uh, so what you do is you transfer your balance from the credit card you have with a higher APR and try to get this balance transfer card that has a 0% APR. And during that time, during the uh, the zero uh, the intro period, you can pay off your debt, uh, figure out how many, divide how many months you have by the debt that you have, and that will be your monthly payment. A lot of people, you know, fall into the trap of thinking, I don't have to pay this <laughs> until the end. Okay, these are monthly payments. You have to keep doing that. Uh, there are, you know, if you make a late payment, you might lose the intro period. So you need to read about it, you know, understand the fine print so that you can do this successfully. And it's a great way to get out of debt if you've got the score. So this, right, that's what was going to be my next question. This is not going to be a thing that's guaranteed for every consumer. You have, you're going to have to meet certain credit thresholds and, and some right. other thresholds as well, maybe? I'm sorry, what was the last or Maybe question? some other thresholds, or is it pretty much that credit score that's going to determine whether or not you, know, you can do this? Well, it's pretty much the, the credit score, but also the amount of debt you have, okay? Because it, if you get a balance transfer card and the credit limit isn't going to cover the, the debt that you want to transfer, that's a problem. Maybe you could just transfer some of the debt. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's going to vary by individual. Uh, so you'll have to be sure that, the, you know, that your credit limit that you get is going to cover the amount of debt that you're trying to transfer, especially if you're trying to transfer several cards to one card. So just to recap briefly, we have the snowball method, pay your debts off in order from the smallest balance to the largest, do the avalanche, go to the highest interest rate, and then work your way to the lowest. We have Beverly's debt blizzard, uh, continuing the snow theme of how to re repay your debts, uh, and that's starting with the smallest balance, get the adrenaline rush, get into the habit of paying, and then go to the avalanche method to where you're looking at the highest APR. There's a balance transfer. Uh, this is one option. Transfer your credit card balance on the higher APRs to a different card if you have the credit score that's going to be able to help you get that done. Now we're going to switch. This is a little bit different. This is a personal loan uh, that can help you if you are in need of maybe protecting your credit score or or maybe just saving simply as simple as saving you money. So, Susanna, can you talk about how a personal loan can can help certain consumers with their debt? Absolutely. So a personal loan is a little different than a credit card. And I think the main benefit over a credit card is that it is more predictable. So if you get a personal loan, it'll typically be for a fixed term, you know, a fixed number of payments and at a fixed rate. So if you're looking for something where you really know, okay, I've got five years and I'm going to pay this amount every month and at this interest rate and I don't want to mess with any sort of unpredictability. Uh, it can be a good option for people. Again, it's a little bit like the balance transfer card where if you're in really bad financial straits and your credit is in the gutter, it's going to be very, very difficult to be approved for a personal loan. So this isn't something that you can take on when nothing else will work for you. Um, it really is something where you're going to have to apply for through the bank. You know, you're going to have to give some kind of proof that you can repay it. And you want to make sure um, that your credit is strong and that you, you actually have the means to repay it and not just uh, take it out without um, uh, without thinking about your repayment strategy. Uh, but it can be a good choice. I've actually spoke with, spoken with some experts on this who say it can be sometimes better for your credit than a credit card. Um, because of the way the debt is reported. 
So if it's something you're trying to use to maybe pay for holiday plans, it can be an option. Um, I actually, I want to go back to something Beverly said too, which I think also works for personal loans and for credit cards for all kinds of debt payoff, which is, um, as we're talking about new year's resolutions, I've been talking a lot about, um, automating things. So with all of these kinds of products, if you can automate your payments, put them on autopilot, you know, you're going to pay an extra $50 a month on a credit card and you just hit the button today that says, you know, minimum payment plus 50. I think it'll help you go really, really far in in debt repayment in the new year. So hopefully that's a a helpful thing to kind of get you on track with these debt payoff goals as well. If you struggle to develop the habit, let it do it by itself by by setting automatic automatic payments. I think a lot of people are afraid (laughs) or they pretend that if they do that, they're going to get themselves in trouble where they're going to have a lot of, you know, something's going to change in their life and they're going to be upset that they set this. But really it's it's just you have to go through and do it and trust that it's going to help you simplify the process and get and get things repaid. Right. Technology is a beautiful thing. But I say, you know, don't set it and forget it. Set it and monitor it. So, you know, still have alerts set up so you don't forget, oh, gosh, I overdrew my bank account because I have an extra $100 coming out this month. But set it and monitor it. So before we go to the next uh, repayment method, I want to compare then the balance transfer and the personal loan. And this is open to, to either of you. If we have a consumer who has the sort of credit strength to be able to do either the balance transfer or the personal loan, when does one make more sense than the other for that particular person? Well, one thing that comes to mind right away, and I don't know if Beverly has some additional things as well, but um, you're probably not going to get a 0% rate on a personal loan. And you can sometimes get 0% introductory rates on balance transfer cards. So that's absolutely something to think about if you are looking for just the lowest APR. Um, you're likely, I can't imagine finding a 0% personal loan. It would be <laughs> an amazing thing, but I don't think it exists. <laughs> I'll have to agree with Susanna. I don't think a 0% personal loan exists. <laughs> but you know, in terms of which is better, you know, if, if, if you think you can pay off your debt with a 0% uh, intro period, uh, you know, in, in the next year or to t- up to 21 months, and maybe a balance transfer credit card is great for you as long as you've got the score to get the, the best offers. But if it's more of a long-term thing, you might need to, to look more towards a personal loan and just hope to get, you know, the best rate that you can. And you can get online and compare and uh, see what you could do to get the best rate. So I want to move now, uh, you know, a little farther down the funnel, and this is now the debt settlement. This, to me, is sort of the wild card of this group. Uh, it sounds great. I'm not sure how likely all these situations are, but uh, Beverly, can you explain sort of this option to, to people, the debt settlement? Yes, yes. You, you know, when you get into the different uh, debt strategies, you know, it can get really confusing because there's also debt management plans. and. Uh, with a debt settlement uh, company, what they'll do is they'll take your, uh, they'll consolidate sort of all of your bills. Okay, let's say you've got several credit card bills you can't pay off. Uh, and they'll negotiate. They'll tell you to stop making payments and they'll negotiate with the issuers or, you know, whoever, uh, the creditors. Uh, and they'll tell, and they'll try to get you uh, better rates. They'll try to uh, come up with a number that maybe, you know, you pay a whole lot less. I mean, if you get like 40 to 60% off, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, and there are some, you know, there are some, um, 
you know, negatives here that you have to think about. I mean, there is no free lunch when it comes to credit and debt <laughs> at all. Uh, so you might end up having to pay taxes on, you know, on, on this. Um, your credit is likely going to tumble drastically, okay, because you're not making payments. And, you know, if you're in this situation, uh, you just have to kind of hang on and uh, realize you can rebuild as soon as this chaos is over. Uh, but I would also uh, suggest talking to, you know, a credit counselor uh, through, the, through the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, nfcc.org. You know, hook up with one of them and see what your options are. Get a lot of different opinions before you, before you go for debt settlement. Uh, it's my understanding that this, you may be more likely to uh, be approved, you know, to get a, a settlement if you've undergone certain hardships, like a job loss, a medical problem, or a, di a divorce. Have you heard anything about this? Or, is, or in your opinion, is it still mm -hmm. going to be a similar likelihood than, than in other situations? Uh, I think the results are probably going to be similar. But if you've got a personal situation, you know, let's say you had uh, medical bills or you lost your job, if you've got a real situation that, you know, that impacted your income and now maybe you're working again, uh, sure, share that. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big believer in, you know, ask, you know, when it comes to, you know, credit, uh, consumers have more power than they know. Go ahead and just, you know, ask, see if you could get something more. And maybe if you do have a personal situation, talk to your credit card issuers. They have a hardship department, okay, and maybe it would even go to debt settlement. And now the last method I want to go over, this is obviously the most extreme of the group, uh, and likely not a direct result from paying too much over the holidays. This is sort of the one, this problem has been brewing for a while, and this is uh, bankruptcy. Uh, Susanna, can you talk about that? Just, again, not likely not common, but it's there and it's an option, so I, I feel like we should explore it at least a little bit. So can you uh, provide a little more insight into how that can help? Absolutely, yes. As Antonio said, this is uh, an extreme option and would probably be the culmination of um, a number of bad credit decisions and not just holiday spending. Um, if it is just because of holiday spending, uh, we, we need That's to too talk. many friends and relatives definitely that ways you're buying you can... <laughs> the gifts for. Yeah. Yes, we need to have a discussion with your family about expectations for next year. But um Essentially, bankruptcy is a legal process that relieves individuals and businesses when they're unable to pay their debts. Um, it you know, can really help people who are in a serious financial situation, but it does have its downsides as well. Um, it can have an impact on your credit history. It can make getting new loans and new credit cards difficult. So it's something that you really have to think long and hard about. Um, it's not an easy process either. You don't just sign on the dotted line. You, you might need to hire an attorney and really go through through a long process. So it will, though, you know, stop uh, creditors and collection agencies from calling you. It, it might stop um, some of your debts from, from being collected on. So it can help as a last case scenario. Um, for individuals, usually they would be filing a Chapter 7 or a Chapter 13 bankruptcy. Uh, chapter 11 is what businesses file. So that's kind of what to know about them. But again, really, hopefully, this is not a situation you'll ever find yourself in. Um, I used to cover student loans exclusively, and I know one of the few ways parents cannot get a certain kind of federal parent loan um, is having declared bankruptcy in the recent past. So it really can impact your future and your children's future uh, in a real, real way. So hopefully you don't get to that point, but it is an option. I feel like bankruptcy is 
you hear about it a lot more with with businesses with companies the individual version that I don't really can think of is Michael Scott in the office learning that he can declare bankruptcy and he walks into the room and yells out <laughs> I declare bankruptcy but it is there it is an option he tried it I'm not sure how well it worked for him uh, as we close up now are there certain amounts of debt certain types of debt that are paid off better with one of these methods or is it just look at the individual case speak with a counselor figure out which version is going to work best for you and then execute or, or are there certain distinctions you know it really depends on your personal situation how much debt you're in and what your resources are uh, someone could be in a lot of debt and still have great credit honestly and that you know, balance transfer credit card would make sense but you know it really just depends on what your situation is now uh, I always say if you feel like you're drowning and you're going to know <laughs> if you feel like this. You know, it's a bad, bad feeling. You know, I've been there, and I know what it feels like, you know, when you think you just uh, you can't pay your bills. It's awful. Uh, if you go through your budget and really, and maybe you've got, you know, a lot of kids, you can't get a second job. You know, if you feel like you're just drowning and you, you can't make, make this work, then, yes, talk to a credit counselor. And I would start there. You could get a free phone call, you know, for an hour, and they'll go over your budget with you and the problems that you're having. And uh, I've sent many consumers to credit counseling agencies, and in some cases, that's all they needed—the one-hour phone call. But if your, you know, if your problems are more severe, uh, you know, they can talk to you about what your options are, and you know, perhaps it's a debt management plan, or uh, they might just be able to, uh, you know, uh, give you some advice that you can do on your own. You know, and then there's a situation where we talked about the different methods, you know, Snowball, Avalanche, and Blizzard. And, you know, if your debt is doable, you know, uh, you know, I felt at the time it was terrible, but I felt like, you know, I got a raise at work. This is doable if I save, 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 and just be really, really strict. And that's what I did. And so for someone like that, if you do think that you could, you know, get the resources together to pay off the debt, then you know, choose one of those methods. Uh, balance transfer card if you've got a great score. If not, choose one of those uh, methods uh, like Snowball or Avalanche or Blizzard to get out of debt. Yeah, absolutely. As Beverly was saying, you know, personal finance is personal. So at a certain point, it is going to depend on your situation, you know, the amount of debt you're staring down, um, what your credit score looks like. There are other options too that we didn't even discuss. I mean, you can borrow from, you know, your 401k, you can do all sorts of things, but at the end of the day, you don't want to take on a debt repayment method that will put you deeper into debt. So if you're taking on a loan to pay off a loan, you have to be responsible enough to repay that second loan as well. So you really do have to take a good hard look at what you think you're able to accomplish and with, with the debt you have and with the the budget you have, and hopefully at least one of these will, will work. Susanna, yeah, I, oh, go ahead, please. Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to agree with Susanna. I love what she just said. And, uh, you know, you do have to be very responsible, you know, with your uh, getting a credit card or a loan to pay off debt. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention was the balance transfer card is you cannot use this card for new purchases. This is <laughs> This is your card to pay off debt under no circumstances, and it can be tricky because many of these cars also offer 0% interest on purchases. So people start thinking, okay, I can also buy stuff, and it'll all work out at the end, but sometimes it does not. So use your balance transfer card only to pay it off your debt. We're hearing a lot of themes here, but, you know, be, <laughs> responsibility is, is an important first step here. Developing habits is, is another 
big step. But listen, Susanna and Beverly, thank you so much to both of you for coming on. I uh, look forward to speaking with you again on, on upcoming episodes. Thank you. I had so much fun. Thanks, Antonio. Thanks, Beverly. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And uh, thank you to our listeners. Please subscribe to our podcast, rate it, comment on it. And if you have personal finance questions related to debt, saving money, loans, or credit that you'd like answered on future shows, please email wealthofknowledge at usnews.com. We'll review your emails and we'll try to answer a few on the next personal finance episode. Finally, if you'd like to read up on personal finance information, check out money.usnews.com slash personal finance, where we have all sorts of advice on spending, budgeting, banking, taxes, and much more. Thank you for listening to Wealth of Knowledge. I'm Antonio Barbera. See you next week.